0: Log Talk Radio.
1: This is Marty Oakley of the PPJ Gazette Online. This is the TS Radio Network. And tonight's show is a whistleblower show. And we do, well, all of our shows are in coordination with Marcel Reed and the Whistleblower Summit. That's who we do these shows for, for to work with her and the summit. And tonight, we have um, Sue and Robert Bosgaz back on with us. Now, they've been on with us before. They were in a massive mm-hmm. battle with the VA, and it looks like they may have won the battle. Now, joining the show um, is going to be a gentleman by the name of James Ryan, and he's going to be talking about his disabled son and what was done to him in Japan. So what, this, is, this is going to turn your stomach. Um, how this man was stood, how his child was stood, I don't know. What was done to him is not only unforgivable, it's unspeakable, but we're going to talk about it. Anyway, um, my guests, I say, that's coming on here are Sue and Robert Boscos. So welcome to the show, guys.
0: Hey, I'm excited. We, it was <laughs> well, 2019. We say talked, what? I said we spoke about 2019. We were on the show about 2019.
1: Yeah, it was after I met you at the some. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, and yeah. I remember meeting you there, and you had attended my panel. And um, yeah. so, yeah, it's, it's it's been a while, and I can't believe this has gone on all this time. I assume for people who might not be familiar with your case, can you give us a background on it to kind of lay the plan here, and then we'll continue from there? Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah definitely. Um, okay, so first of all, I want – tell everybody my background, I'm an ADA advocate. I am a retired colonel from the Army. And helping people is what I do, especially those with a disability. And the VA was paying my way to be an ADA advocate. And not only that, um, I was helping several wounded warriors And I didn't realize that VA was discriminating against my husband. And when I talk about VA, I'm talking about the second largest executive branch in the United States, in D.C. And when I realized it, I couldn't believe it because we are never in the business of harming. And what I realized was there was a lot of criminality. And I want to stop right there and I want to go back and tell you more about my background because I'm seeing um, a pattern of the Civil Rights Division and the courts trying to just kick me out of the scene. I have been to war. I'm a company commander. I've been not one, but I had two companies. I had a rear battalion command, and I've also been chosen by General Honore to be his quick reactionary force commander. So I know what right looks like. Not only do I know what right looks like, I may not be an officer of court. I am an Army officer, and when I see something that doesn't look right, especially when you're in court, um, and, and, and I went through different kangaroo courts because we have been retaliated against because we tried to whistleblow on the VA and what they were doing. You asked me uh, yesterday, uh, you said Sue, you said something about a deep state or the claw. Tell me, what what does that mean? And I'm telling you that we went down that rabbit hole and we saw that the deep state, the second government, in Building 810 was retaliating against us by telling the supervisor when we did an EO complaint, they told the supervisor, Von James, to go into Robert's medical records beneficiary medical records dependents medical records and what they do is they use that against you and so when you're whistleblower not only do they use that against you they use the court against you and they fabricate they or they have on or the supervisor to fabricate manufactured police report manufacture peace order and then that manufacturer piece, order becomes criminal charges. Why? Because what we had to do was we had to take our complaint, the EOC complaint, outside of the VA to district court. A lot of people don't realize that when they retaliate against your spouse, that's an employee, you can, as a spouse or a child of the spouse, file in district court under the zone of interest. And with our case, it's very significant because Robert's white, I'm black. And when you have a discrimination case, because we've been working with the VA since 2016, and I've always been his reasonable accommodation ADA advocate since 2016 and 2018, what they had done was they discriminated against him. And then when I came up there, to see what was going on because I'm his ADA advocate, they discriminated against me. And so when you have a black-white thing, discrimination, you have to be really careful because uh, a lot of people don't realize that Title VI of the Civil Rights Act of 1964 comes into play. And when you can prove discrimination with people or a company that is collecting federal funds, when you can prove it, they take all of the federal funds away. So now it's wow. all about business. Yeah, yeah, uh huh. A lot of people need to realize that, and, and I try to go out there and educate people using my um, my videos because what I've learned throughout the years, Marty, is people don't know their rights, and as a result, these courts and I'm dealing with Amy Berman Jackson. Everybody knows Amy Berman Jackson, right? And so I go toe to toe with her, and all the other. state courts because what they try to do while you're focusing on a district court case they go to and they distract you and they use the lower court cases case or the courts to try to distract you or punish you because if they can use that um, fake peace order police report that peace order becomes a fake criminal charge and it's all about money that criminal charge what a lot of people don't realize they have a category And that category is um, domestic. When you have a domestic case in the state courts, you get more money for the state. And I think when we talked last time, um, we were going through, we didn't go to fake de novo hearing. And so I realized what was going on. I realized that we were going through fake kangaroo court because as a military mind, I were, I. Strategically lean forward in the foxhole and try to strategically plan how we can capitalize on what they're doing to us. And when you go to fake kangaroo court, first of all, people need to realize that you're not going to win. So if you're not going to win, you might as well throw your strategic plan to the side and get free discovery, and so, which you can use in your higher Supreme Court. And, and so that's what we were trying to do. Not only that, we are trying to clear our name. Because they drug right. us through, yeah, they drug through that. And so as they drug us through this, they were retaliating against me. And I, because I'm, um, I've always been a advocate for wounded of war females um, that have military sexual trauma, et cetera. And then also I have yes. world class runners, and I, I'm I'm, con- I'm in contact with the DoD and the Joint Chair. And it just so happened that this year I was running with him because he wanted to run his last or or a marathon. And he knew I was Uh one of the top marathon runners in the military. And it just so happened that I had his phone number and General Andre was my, is my mentor. And also General, so I'm, I I have all these high ranking folks here and while I'm sitting here watching them, discriminate against us, violating our constitutional rights, I'm like, you guys got to watch this. And what I realized was they really couldn't because they were involved. And when I found out they were involved, um, I had to sit back, and I had to put them on our – I said, look, you guys really need to look and see what they're doing because you took an oath, and if if you turn your head and you watch this nonsense, that means you're just as bad as the perpetrator. Yes. Because when, you're in, yes. when God puts you in a position of leadership, you've got to do something. And I know that. A lot of people don't realize their rights. You know? and, and the courts, uh-huh. I realize, they look at you and they think you don't know your rights. I am an ADA advocate. I'm a strategic planner. I'm acquisition, and I know if you're doing something wrong, you got to go and follow the money. I know to get your financials and try to figure out if you've got something going on with the DOD contracts. And so the courts and the people that I'm ri- that I'm dealing with, they had. If you look at their financials, they've got hidden stock with the DOD and the VA contracts. And not only that, when we did a uh, zone of interest, and I'm telling everybody, if they harm your husband, your spouse, you can file in district court under the zone of interest, and so that's what we did, and when we filed, you can only, a lot of people don't realize that the executive branch has, um, the CEO is the president, that it would be President Bush, right, and then there's another right. um, CEO, and that is the the joint chair. So I was dealing mm-hmm. with both President Bush and I was telling. Matter of fact, when I met you and you... Wait a minute. President, were, wait a minute.
1: Tre- President Bush?
0: Yeah. yeah. Oh, President Bush. Bush? I'm sorry, yeah. not Bush, but um, Trump. Trump. <laughs> yeah,
1: there Trump. you go. I'm, so, I'm you sorry. A minute, girl. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I, go ahead. Yeah, well,
0: I know a lot about President Bush, too, because I was General Honorary's Quick yes. Force, man. We'll talk about that. But, yeah, did yeah, James okay. just come on? Yes, I'm here. Did I just, just, okay, yeah. good. Okay, so yeah, we didn't know whether or not you were coming in, but what I wanted yeah, to I, say I is, was, uh, on the I was
2: having complications with the. Yes. Uh, I cu- I couldn't understand it, but I couldn't get couldn't get in. So, yes. yeah, m- my case is a uh, is a basically a public plea for help. You know, it's a criminal complaint. It's an emergency situation. Um, mm-hmm. uh, it's not just it's not James Ryan's case. It's it's uh, Jimmy's. It's a, it's a it's a 21st century like Joseph Mengele case. It's a, it's worse than Jamal Khashoggi case. It's a scandal being covered up. And um, wow. what, what has uh, what has devastated even worse? I'll, I'll go over the crimes that are that it's an emergency. We're asking your audience yeah. to help in, in any way. Uh, and we we've, we've written letters to Congress to even now even Janet Yellen and, and, and other people. Uh, of course, mm-hmm. even as far as back as John Kerry, so there's a real big corruption going on within the State Department and the U.S. embassies. So I'll, I'll go over it. Yeah. First of all, I'd like to point out that this okay. is an emergency. It's it's okay. uh, an international case of uh, some of the worst crimes uh, that, are, that are co- they constitute crimes against humanity. And right. um, my, my son, my, basically our family is, is continually targeted and threatened now by the Japanese police and government, with the acquiescence of the State Department and the U.S. Embassy. So when my son died are you in, felony uh, J- murder, James, torture, wait a minute, wait a
1: minute, wait a minute. James, are you in Japan now?
2: Yeah, I'm in Japan. My son's on life support. He okay. won't survive transportation. He would, he would not even survive probably uh, a, a different hospital. Now, no hospital would take him. So yes. we're stuck in a, in a tragedy because... Number one, not only was our family targeted, threatened, terrorized, our son was tortured, strangled, suffocated when he was 11 years old, attempted murder on me. They stole all of our money in the banks with, with two banks' help. Oh, wow. And, and instead of the State Department saying, wait, wait, we better just try to protect them. He's a protected minority, a disabled child. Maybe we should uh, document the crimes. Maybe, say, protest them. But what happened, and this is a, a fact, Everything I'm telling you here is backed yeah. by evidence, known by the FBI, covered up, known by the DOJ, yeah. covered up recklessly by the State Department. And now what is the most shocking, most shocking, is we have uh, this court, in the D.C. court, who gives special treatment to other children, white children or whatever. You know, Even though I have white blood in me, uh-huh. They're, they're, knowing, they're, they're saying we're not going to. We're going to make sure your case is not docked so the public can see it. So even our letters are covered up. Even our court case for an emergency. You would think that you know? Here's a boy. They know we have a confession that they suffocated him and tortured my son. They and they, uh, they lied about it. They covered it up. They targeted our family. And, and I'll go go through that now. But so. Sorry um but here, here I just wanted to okay say because the before title we go any is,
1: further okay, before we go any further, how did you become connected to Sue and Robert?
2: All right, so here is the so I'm one of the what you call most censored person going back even further. Uh, they talk about big tech censorship well for for many years I started fighting back because we found out my son was under human experimentation in 2000, we we had overwhelming evidence we captured definitely at the end of 2014 because of a a professor, Sasai, who was one of the leading embryonic stem cell researchers in Japan. He finally confessed to us, to my wife, that my son was basically uh, under instructions of a Japanese bureaucrat. He was tortured and basically um, uh, inflicted in a human experimentation in the second in two, two times ordered by a government official and who's in charge of with a pen funding uh, professor sasai confessed to my to my wife that um this this was deliberate and so from from uh 10 days after sasai confessed to my wife he was found dead he, he was found to have hung himself oh. on a waist tie handrail at a scientific institution so we did I not trust him, number one, because it's hearsay evidence. And we have documented evidence. We have witness evidence. We have everything. And But Sasai was just telling us some, some horrifying story that we had to do our own investigations. Uh-huh. And, of course, the Japanese police will not help you. They'll target you in, in Japan. Um, and the embassy will definitely – we have hours and hours of recordings and letters and emails and everything – not only will the embassy not help you, they will hurt you. So the State Department are complicit in the murdering of my son, the torture, the human experimentation. That's a fact that backed by evidence. So the point was we found in the end of 2014 that, oh, my God, he's, he's being, he was definitely under human experimentation uh, for a company called JCR Pharmaceuticals, the drug company, and the doctors were being paid by the drug company, and they were involved in a cr- criminal conspiracy to steal our patents. And they had stolen our patents. And one of their major bank shareholders was involved in stealing our money from the bank and falsely accusing me to slander us as they stole from us. So you have to understand, Japan is very sophisticated in that they'll they'll accuse you of the crimes they're committing on you. And they have Mm -hmm. the full backing of the the criminal elements of the top lawyers of the the government. So, um, and this is no, I'm sorry to say this, this is not an allegation. Everything that I'm telling you is known and covered up recklessly, and what's the scary part about this is um, you'll find magic, magic coincidences where the the banks that are involved in the crimes are paying the U.S. diplomats, the ambassadors, and their children. So that's something that, of course, they're going to use this plausible deniability. Oh, it's magic. We just we're just so skilled at I don't know what they're skilled at, but that 's a problem, so let, let me go back to um, uh, the the how this all began, uh, so it began where, where i 'm sorry, this is not actually how it all began, but this is where we found out definitely it was deliberate and it, we were, he was under human experimentation um, when I started um, there was a murder attempt on me on December 24, 2014, after my wife started fighting back and she was trying to prevent them from transferring my son to a hospital called, called Ashigawa uh, Nomori Byo in Japan, from which 100 children, we found out, were transferred there, the disabled children. Um, they, were trying, they were doing human experiments with my son at Nihon University, but they were trying to transfer him over there and aggressively. And they were making all these promises. Uh-huh. A doctor named Sasai, who who was, who was then transferred to Harvard. Um, they were telling us, oh, you know, we're going to get your son. He's going to do this protein therapy. Um, and he he's going to – he was under perpetual suffering and pain, by the way, deliberate. We didn't know. From 2012, okay. the summer of 2012, till 2014, at the end of 2014, he was put under – intense pain, intense suffering. And we didn't know that, what was going on, because we were saying, please help, please do tests. We couldn't transfer him. We couldn't get help from the State Department. And they were lying to us. The doctors were lying to us and getting paid by a drug company along with the Japanese bureaucrat. And what they were doing is doing these uh, skeletal growth, skeletal deformation and human experiments on my son. So they were, they were mutilating his bones, sh- uh, shrinking him, from the age of eleven to nineteen, he actually shrunk his bones and mutilated completely. He's now on life support close to death um and the and the reason why we we found this out was was originally from um, several people, but one of the main people who let us down this was professor Sasai and unfortunately, he killed himself. This is all known by the way. this is public information. this is not like me making up stuff and I hear a lot of crazy stuff on the on the media where Oh, these children are being tortured. I don't. I don't see any names. Uh, children are being sucked their blood. I don't have any names like that. But we actually have a child, a name, evidence, uh, medical record of evidence, witness evidence, everything, and it's being covered up. And his name is Jimmy Ryan, my son. So, sorry, it's such a long and, and, and very long story. So, I'll just go back to where it's been the, the cover up from, with the help of the State Department and the FBI, from when um, it was. It's become a serious, heated fight uh, to get some help, just even transparency. If there's transparency allowed, from which there is not, I could actually then get justice. But there's none. There's none allowed. Even the Olympics, it's kind of like oh. this fake uh, fake structure where the embassy, the ambassadors, they have all these wonderful speeches. It's all fake it, from, from my perspective, from my experience. So... Uh, I'm sorry because sometimes I get, uh, it, it's quite uh, emotional and psychologically uh, uh, um, draining sometimes when, when I jump in the middle. But uh, all of this started for, for, for my wife and I, all of this started. The torture, the, the suffocation of my 11 year when he was 11, the strangulation of him, the withholding medical treatment actually started because we were obligated whistleblowers. Okay? So, uh, and, and I can send you the documents, and, and this is known by, by, by basically ever, all the intelligence agencies. Okay. So, uh, we were obligated to report to the police uh, that we found, actually a, a, another scientist came forward and whistle blew to our CEO that they were involved in scientific misconduct. They were making false claims to the public in raising capital about three to seven, it ended up being $7 million that a company called Stem Cell Sciences KK that we had taken over, before we had taken it over, uh, they were involved in a fraudulent schemes, uh, about $7 million, and they were enriching themselves, and there was no research being done. So, of course, we're not whistleblowers. You have to understand this title they give you. Uh, you have to understand we're legally obligated citizens to report crimes. And the way they convoluted and say, oh, he's a whistleblower, now, that's completely false. Pe- people are legally obligated to report crimes. Uh, and we're uh, legally obligated to, hey, it's a, they have, a, have this under this delusion that, hey, it's a rule of law and you have to abide by the law. It turns out that's not true. <laughs> Because then we're labeled as, as troublemakers because we're legally obligated mm-hmm. to report that the two scientific institutions in Japan, the top ones, government, public funded, are inv- uh, the top scientists are involved in uh, million-dollar fraudulent schemes. From then, we have email evidence okay, and director evidence, witness evidence, that we're being now coerced by this top government official from the second most powerful scientific... kind of like a Fauci. Actually, probably the same. Uh-huh. Same level. Meaning their pen can make you a professor or make you homeless, uh, a scientist. You know, So they have a very lot of power. Wow. Too much power, actually.
1: Okay. So
2: Fauci can either make you homeless or make you a leading professor on TV right now with a pen. It's a fact. The same mm. kind of character in Japan. So this is probably even with within the government now. So... Um, so we, we at the, uh, in the board meeting, we had to announce that because none of the scientists or anybody was cooperating with, with our internal investigation, we were then obligated to go to the police. That night, we were, that night, an email from which the State Department has those emails in Japanese were being coerced. Even our CEO, they're telling him that everybody at the Colby their government, fears for his future if he's involved in a scandal. And this is all documented and um, it would be wise for him to you know, think about his future. This is definitely definite threats, right, about his whole scientific future, yeah. by the bureaucrat. So, and then to you, instructing him to delete the mail. Gojo Satoshi, I'm sorry, Gojo, but you know, I have to say right here that Gojo Satoshi, our CEO at the time, top cardiac surgeon, all of our phone calls are recorded because we had to record everything because we know how they get to scientists and change their minds, and it's unfortunate mm-hmm. because even if they have to try to lie in court and be, make false evidence, we have it all recorded. Because he, if he if he's forced to be a witness, his scientific future is gone. He's a great scientist. He's now a top professor. So I, I love him, but still I have to tell you the name. So um, and then uh, we get emails email on the 26th of December 2007 that, you know, you know your son is going to have problems. Uh, she knows where he's at. It's a military hospital. And uh, it's not smart to make enemies with the government. So, uh, and my wife comes from a very good family. Her father was one of the founding members of the right-wing party. Her brother, I mean, just a very good family, the Kumats family, even all the way up to the samurai blood hardcore serious mm-hmm. people. Okay. Uh one of the most top military people, all of them went to the military academy. Her grandfather was part of the attaché of the emperor. So, really good people, really serious. So you think a small government official like Fauci is going to think, you know, well, what's this idiot going to do? So, we didn't know till then, but of course, um here is here is where what happened. And 2 days later, I, I uh uh On the 28th of December, Jimmy is healthy. He was staying in a military hospital for a seasonal cold. Mm-hmm. He had been healthy for two days. I've been sleeping there. So we had plans for him to leave, and we had all his uh, clothes and everything in the car, and we were just waiting for him to come out early in the morning so we could take him with us to the end-of-the-year meetings. And I want you to know that all hospitals release all healthy children at the end of the year. I mean, there's no reason for you to keep them in. But there was a doctor who I had seen for several days, laying there and around, but I never spoke with him. And I was wondering where Wakamatsu, Dr. Wakamatsu was, and I was you know, I need to have my son released. You need to just give me what I have to pay him, and then I move on. And Kojima was there, and he was saying, we're not going to release him. And I go, well, what do you mean? We're, you know, we're, we're scheduled to leave him. We can't release him. You can't release really them. So it got kind of a little heated, not too heated because, you know, um, it's a hospital, it's children's ward. So, okay, I leave. Uh, and then as my wife and I are driving into Tokyo, um, we get a call from the nurse, not Mayumi, who's the head nurse. Okay, The head nurse normally is just in charge of the nurses, okay? We don't know why she's calling. We, don't, we never spoke with the top nurse of the pediatric ward. We normally just speak with the doctor, Jimmy's doctor and maybe the nurses have come in. So the head nurse calls my, my wife and says, listen, well, bring, bring, bring many pajamas and tissue and bring all the stuff back that we had basically checked out because Jimmy was supposed to come home. So, okay, so after the meetings, my wife had meetings with Professor Nakauchi. We had a company with him. I had other meetings, um, and it was just a great – Great night, productive, because it's end of year. You do the same stupid stuff. You go to the late dinners, kanpai, uh, maybe some karaoke like Japan does. It's very fun, end of the year. So by the time I get back to the hospital, it's about 5 in the morning. I'm exhausted. I'm expecting to just go to sleep. As I go in the room, my son's eyes are bleeding. He's brain dead. His eyes are locked open. And I'm, I'm exhausted, but I'm like, oh, my God, what happened? So, I, I, you know, it's shocking, uh, I, you know, just stunning. The, in, Sorry, just every time I go back to that memory, it's horrifying. But I sought out, there was very few nurses, doctors were probably all sleeping because nobody was around, so I could ask for help and please help and what was going on. And immediately already, even the nurse, the night nurse was going, what happened? And I was like, Yeah, I don't know, okay. And I called my wife and then she called Dr. Gojo Satoshi to come quickly. So by the time Gojo had came in, all the doctors were around and we were trying to figure out and stabilize my son and figure out, no therapy was being given. And the narrative at that point still was, what happened? What happened? And then Kojima comes in and what did you do? Dr. Kojima, who up until then I really, did, he was not Jimmy's doctor. Uh, I'd spoken with him a couple of few days earlier, maybe three days earlier, and then the morning of that that the 26th. So, and so he's saying, "What did you do?" He's insinuating that I did this. You know, like I, I, you know, I'm just still. My wife and I are still walking on eggshells because we we don't know why our son is in dying condition, with his eyes all bloody, with a red mark around his neck. So for all I know, God, it looks horrible. So Gojo. Thank God is an ex- is an expert at heart transplant, so he, he has to induce a coma, so he knows what it's like to take care of the eyes. Uh, to, to you have to take care of the eyes so they don't damage the, the, the cornea. So of course um, he says whatever happened to Jimmy happened a very long time ago. So this, this didn't happen at five in the morning. Because it's so thick and, and dried and bloody, his eyes are basically he's going to go blind if you don't, don't care for the eyes. Gogu actually got angry and was caring for my son, so it was it was nice, but. Um, at that moment, these doctors, you could tell, they weren't prepared for us to bring an expert to examine Jimmy. So that moment, it was a, a, a level of, like, uh, you could see uh, Kojima wasn't a level of Gojo. They weren't at the same scientific level. So you could see a panic. And then right then, my wife had somehow picked up, you know, wife's, women are probably really, she's very good at this, uh, understanding behavior. So she started to ask in a sequence, what was the red string on around Jimmy's neck? And demanding answers in a pace that they, before they could quickly answer and coordinate, not look at each other and try to figure out who was going to be the one to lie. Um, she did it at such a pace that Waka also said it was by a plastic bag over his head. It was the string that we tightened. So... That was the time that we had multiple witnesses there, Gojo, me, and my wife. That's a, that's a crime, number one. Being threatened by a bureaucrat to delete mails and we're going to have troubles with our son if we go. That's a serious crime. Okay. Those are two serious crimes, but this is the beginning. Okay? And this is to show you now... What will the logical consequence of when nobody has the rule of law, what happens when these horrifying yeah. crimes aren't investigated and documented by the State Department right, or the police? So these are the two serious crimes, okay? They suffocated, withheld medical treatment, lied, and tried to blame me, got caught, and now my wife records them. So all of this is captured on tape, given to the police. And what happens when nobody helps and uphold the rule of law. Retaliation. From that point, the police uh, re- lie to us repeatedly. The Japanese police, and instead, obviously coordinated to retaliate against our family and get involved in a criminal conspiracy, along with the bureaucrat, who in parallel, then after three years, retaliates with JCR Pharmaceuticals, orchestrates a criminal conspiracy, all caught in emails, communication, then planning with JCR Pharmaceuticals to steal our patents and make a new company. Okay, We see how they did this. They used the Japanese police first to falsely accuse us of a crime to target our company, which at the time was a, a, a carbon nanotube company. We had other stem cell companies, too that we were going to merge with a publicly traded company in the United States called Forty Cell Biosciences. And they had $150 million in it. Our company had 50, about $200 million invested in it. And it was a project, a stem cell project, basically, to develop a treatment for Jimmy that was now on a life support. And he was s- slowly improving until 2011. So we, we had no idea what the hell that was going to emerge in 2011. And it's all captured in email. So what I'm telling you, you have to know, is is, is documented evidence that's being covered up all the way up to even the D.C. court now. You could even argue that even the Supreme Court. So um, it's maliciously, you have a a judge called Amy Berman Jackson that's overstepping her authority, and we don't even have my son's case filed. We have it with another court, even an appeals court and another judge. And so can confirm that, that for some reason they're saying, we are not going to dock this. My, my criminal complaints, my emergency plea for help. So this is really malicious. So anyway, I'll go back to the point. So you have a group of, of ophthalmologists involved in targeting our company with the bureaucrat, forging documents, federal crime, uh, and then um, you have them uh, making, uh, uh, filing illegally using a mentally ill person at the time who was a previous executive of the company that was severely mentally ill and he had a medical certification for his mental illness. He was having illusions, he was a crazy person. He is a crazy person to forge documents to take the company into bankruptcy to steal the patents from which the bureaucrat steals. This is a serious national security crime to target two American publicly traded companies as they're targeting another American company I'm representing in Japan called Felden Technologies, which is funded by NASA, DOD, Department of Energy, and it's sabotaged completely openly with the full acquiescence of the State Department. A- Ambassador Roos. And Ambassador Roos ends up being paid by the company by Mitsubishi FG that's involved in the criminal conspiracy to sabotage and commit national security crimes. Okay, So that's a crime. Ambassador Roos is involved in a crime. Okay. Uh, anyways, I guess for covering it up. I don't know the re- his motive, but I know the motive of the bank. So we don't know this at the time. The decisions are secretly made by the hospital Nihon University where Jimmy is safe at the time. He's transferred over. He's on, he's on a life support machine. He's not in suffering and pain. He's stable. We're, we have a public company. We have no idea they're stealing the patents. We have no idea. Nobody knows this. It's a criminal conspiracy done in secret. So we're, we're, we're under the belief, okay, we're, let's go to New York and close our M&A while we're in New York and closing our deal, we get a phone call. Hey, did you know that they're, they filed the company into bankruptcy and they're they basically stealing the company and they're smearing you? And we're what? It's, it's in disbelief that you could think people who have no authority can take you into bankruptcy using a crazy person. It couldn't happen. I don't think it could happen in the United States, but you don't know now. Let's say previously it probably was impossible. But, so you, number one, you think this is this is not possible. How could this be? It's, it's, it's not even, this couldn't, maybe could happen in North Korea. Maybe China, maybe Af- some third world country, not Japan. Something's wrong. You know, this is illegal. It's international law. Um, we have no idea right now, Jimmy. They made the secret decision to put Jimmy under these um, horrifying skeletal growth human experiments for the company JCR Pharmaceuticals. The Auschwitz-like, the Joseph Mengele, the same experiments, the growth experiments Joseph Mengele did on growing children. that Hitler wanted to make the perfect growing uh, human, you know, with height built, understanding the growth mechanisms of the skeletal system, and the growth in the brain development. So they were doing the exact same experiments on my son being funded by JCR Pharmaceuticals illegally without informed consent. And the worst thing about this is they were all lying. They were conspiring. The doctors were being paid by the JCR Pharmaceuticals funded for his research. And um, what, the worst part is they were deliberately putting Jimmy in an intense pain and suffering because his body was eating itself. They were starving him, and they were lying to us. The whole time. Well, we don't know what's wrong. We got to do tests. They were all acting like they were trying to figure it out when they were using my son as a test rat. You know, they were using well, an American life. He's a protected class, you know. He's a minority. Mm-hmm. He's disabled. But the ambassadors were profiting off the cover-up of the human experimentation. So when they say, like, oh, we're going to protect minorities and the disabled, no. They're going to get paid. The diplomats, they're going to enrich themselves and their children. So, you know, there's times in, in the American past that are outraged people. Like maybe you could see how the, some, some slaves were, they were, they, they capitalized the labor of the children in there, and they tortured their children to make sure they were obedient. And then all of their hard work was transferred to the the privileged class. And that's exactly what they're doing at the embassy with even Kennedy, with Ambassador Roos. They're, they're, they're privileged. They're benefiting off the cover-up of the worst atrocities on an, on an American disabled child. And, no, and we're not allowed in the media, by the way. So um, anyway, so uh, we, we didn't know. And so while we're, at, we're, we're in there, we think it's going to be fine because it's against the law and there's a rule of law. We didn't know that they were seizing all of our bank accounts illegally in violation, in, in violation of international law. We didn't know that there was a, a more heated smear campaign online they well-funded. We know who did it because of Sasai. Sasai told us it was the bureaucrat behind it. So uh, not only did they steal from us, uh, slander us, com- criminal conspiracy, not only did Ambassador Rusk get paid, uh, um, they were just then putting my son in. This is a this is very definition of torture, international terrorism, um, cons- criminal conspiracy, and the, the, the what you would call t- taking a bribe to not help us. Is a crime, I believe, too. So, anyways, it gets to the point where we don't know, but we, we had the emergency come back to Japan in 2012 after we, we were trying to fix everything with the, the merger in, in the United States with 40-cell biosciences. Everything, it was a publicly traded company. We had a, a, another company with approval, Arblast in Japan. So, of course, we thought everything would be fixed, but by the time we got to Japan, when we landed in Japan, all the banks, all of our accounts were illegally seized. We had no access to money. Our patents were stolen illegally using crazy people. The embassy, the embassy was just hanging up on me like I'm nothing. Like you know, worse, pro, as bad as the slaves were when they went to the plantation owner for help, just just the same comparison, because they were benefiting from it. Probably selling. Like, I don't know what they're doing or why they do this. So. So um, now my son is under what you call intense suffering, perpetual, like from the moment he's awake till he's exhausted and he sleeps. So we're parked outside of the hospital. We're, my wife gets death threats that if she goes near him, his machine is disconnected. These are now death threats. Being another family, we found out was getting the same death threats. So it's characteristic of the of the hospital. From which we find out the the chairman of the hospital, Nihon University. He's directly linked to, you know, I'm not going to say the names, but you could say under-organized uh, crime. He was the Olympic, Tokyo Olympic chairman. The Tokyo Olympic chairman what, hospital was being paid by JCR Pharmaceuticals to do, on a, on a, to say on a protected American, uh, to do the most horrifying Joseph Mengele human experiments. And the embassy is covering this up. And now Amy Berman Jackson is helping with the cover. And the DOJ. And now this guy, uh, these other group of people that are acting like Secretary of State in the Department of this um, uh, the DOJ, uh, I forgot his name, this new DOJ. Um, um, he was going to be a, some kind of Supreme Court justice. It seems to be a scam. It seems to be a bunch of top lawyers helping each other cover up crimes with law firms that are involved in enriching themselves. Because I'll show you how the banks are also paying the law firms, including the law firm with um, this guy, um, Eric Holder, uh, this other one called Sally Yates, uh, th- their law firms are representing the Japanese banks. So, and you can see this revolving door. So it's really uh, is horrifying because they are knowingly torturing American disabled children, minority. It's not allowed in the media. It's not. They're, they're they're deliberately not publishing the crimes in the State Department reports, which has to be a crime. They're not covering it, which which facilitates the worsening of the abuses, okay? So, all right, so my son is under perpetual pain and suffering. Our family is now being smeared. My, my wife's getting death threats that if she goes near him, he's dead, from which they're all credible threats. So we can't, my wife can't breathe from that time. So she's having trouble uh, because, my God, I can't see my son. He's going to die. We have no human rights. The police are threatening us. The police have threatened us that if we do anything, they'll make up a crime they'll at any time they can invent a crime if, if if she's caught again complaining publicly so so she has no rights to publicly complain because they'll arrest us and they'll make up a crime like working with the russians or working with who or they do this we're not allowed in the media the nhk is a fraud they all know about my son all of them so so we have a problem where it appears that the state department is facilitating like a fraudulent scheme of pay-to-play Diplo- uh, diplomacy. I don't know why. So, but it's now being covered up even by even. There's letters sent to Janet Yellen, that these are Magnitsky violations. There's letters even by, by by Lieutenant Colonel, who sacrificed her life to go to, to the, the the Iraq War and all this, claiming you know with the same with the same illusions. This is for your constitutional human rights. You're gonna die for them, and then you come back and you learn. Wait a second this is is this is it's not true it's something's wrong no so it, no. it seems to be some kind of scheme uh, some kind of like scheme yeah. so they can tax you so um anyway yeah. i'll go back to so we don't know before, why
1: uh, these... mr ryan before we go any further sue so jump in here um what's your take on all of this what do you think is is at the the core of this
0: you know what? He's telling the truth. And I, I became his AA advocate when I looked into uh, everything. He contacted me about last year this time, 28th of August, Martin Luther King. I, I, I'll never forget it. And I was going through our case. And when he told me about this, my military mind said, I can't believe it. Can you give me Hard evidence, and he gave me the hard evidence. Hard evidence does not lie. He gave me videos. He gave me affidavit, and I went through everything, and it blew my mind. And as an ADA advocate, someone that protects the life, I have an obligation. So, you know, even though I'm retired, my oath does not go away. When I see something that's wrong, I report it see something, do something, that is instilled in us. And so I went straight, because I have a connection with General Andre, Gen, the DOD, the joint chair, I went straight to them, and I went straight to the DOJ because I know they have an obligation to report it. And when they didn't report it, I it just shocked me. So what he's saying is is true, and so when the DOD did not – Uh, We went to the Pacific Command, by the way, and the Pacific Command, they sent us a letter, a certified mail letter, and they said, hey, look, go to the State Department. And I said, why would you go to the State Department? The State Department is the main perpetrator here. And we tried to fight to make them do their job. And so I know as a colonel in the military, a quick reactionary force commander, who was responsible for the D.C. area. I know what to do. And so I immediately went to Fort Mayer, and I contacted the general, and I said, look, this is what's going on. I went to DOD, and I said, hey, this is what's going on in Japan, and somebody needs to do something. I went to President Trump. I wrote him. He, he sent me a letter back and told me call the 1-800 number. I called the 1-800 number, and I got hung up twice. And I'm like, what the heck? And so I know if you got uh, this, this type of issue, yeah, and this type of issue, I know as a colonel that you go and you do. And my husband, by the way, is was card. in the military as well, Jack. Yeah, Jack. I, so I know to do a form 95 because now he needs help because his son will die if his heart or if his rib cage touches his heart because of the experiment no, that, that they did on he will die and so i i told him i said hey look this is this is what's happening to an american his constitutional rights do not go away and guess what you guys need to get off the stick and you better do something because if you don't do something that's 30 years in prison and so they sent me a letter back this is the tort division in building 810 and they said oh we got your message and i said i'm Requesting a Title III emergency. Emergency. And if you collect federal funds, you better do something. And they said, well, we're dragging our feet because you wrote the you uh, you gave them the wrong address. I said, no, you're lying. And I told them, I said something's going on. And I wrote President Trump again, and he responded. I called that 1-800 number. I called the cat at the DoD, and they hung up on. And I got this on tape. And I was so shocked. I called three seven seven one emergency. And they what they're doing <laughs> Marty the DC what I feel court is, jacking is
2: jacking with her.
0: Yeah. And so yeah, and so I, I did everything that my military experience told me. I went everywhere to the State Department, the treasurer, I I contacted everyone to include the DOD. And I'm like, What is and going the DOJ. on? You've got You've got, yeah, do I said, you got six months. I gave you a Form 95. You do an investigation. Oh, and by the way, I can prove to you that the State Department, I can prove to you that uh, Kennedy, Caroline Kennedy knows this, Roos, and I said, you got six months to do the investigation. But guess what? I did a Title three. A lot of people don't understand when you're a group. If you do, if you collect federal funds, you cannot deny an ADA rights because your money will get taken away from you. And if you, if there is a discrimination under Title VI, your whole, your whole, everything will be taken away from you. And I said, look, give this guy. And what I did was I intervened him into our case. You know our case because my case. I'm saying under Rico, he's got standing because you're discriminating against me because I'm black. My husband's white, and I'm, I proved standing in two thousand and sixteen. I proved discrimination. so if I proved discrimination, you're not supposed to have any funds. and so if you're not supposed to have any funds, guess what? I've got another case in Japan. I also called the Senator Ben Cardin. we had about an hour and a half meeting with Ben Carter's representative, That's and ridiculous. he knows as I said there's the Magnitsky. yeah there's the Magnitsky Act, and the Magnitsky Act says if you're overseas. And something like this happens. What they do is they freeze your assets and you're in trouble. You don't get any benefits. And so I'm saying, why, if you're freezing assets over in Russia and everywhere, you better freeze assets in Japan and you better go check on Jimmy Ryan in Nihon and I want a medical because there's rules and regulations that they have to follow. If they don't follow, if I report this, um, you know what, the people that know, that I report this to, they go to jail, and they know this. But yet what I'm seeing is they're not following the rules. I go to the Civil Rights Department because when something like this happens, I know as a trained officer, you go to the Civil Rights Department. You want to know what the Civil Rights Department says? Oh, well, we got your letter, but we're so overwhelmed. I'm like, no, you're not. You want to know why? Because yeah. I know. I, I know you get you collect federal funds. I know you spend three million dollars a year trying to retaliate against us. You're using man, you're using ponds, and you're using the whole ORM system. And I said, you better do some G two on me. And if you don't know who I am, you go talk to General Andre. He selected me personally as his quick reactionary force commander. I train people at Fort Stewart in Fort Fort Bragg. And I will lean forward in the foxhole. I'm not giving up. So you guys, and I say that because when I go to DC and I talk to, I want, I want to understand what's going on. I go to DC and I talk to several people in DC. I'm telling you, Marty, those people are scared. They cannot report this because if they report this, then they'll get retaliated against. And I had, I went wow. to the, uh, Kevin, and I said, Kevin, what the hell is going on? You guys retaliate against, you guys are the VA, your second largest executive branch in the whole United States. You're collecting these funds, and 22 soldiers die a day. And uh, help me understand. And as it pertains to Robert, and he says, Sue, this is what he told me. Can you kiss their ass? Can you just be good? Because um, you get, honey gets more than, what's that saying about honey and vinegar? Yes. Yeah, he probably catches more, yeah. Yeah, and he told me, he said, and I said, Kevin, you're a Navy person. What have they taught you? Do you know 22 people die a day? Do you know, I can prove that VA goes into your records. I've got 57 people that I caught going into our records connected to my claims file." Every time that I call for my PTSD claim, they automatically, that same person, that same day went into Robert. I said, there's something going on. I did a 300-page report, sent it to DOD, and I said, you guys need to check these people because what the second largest executive branch in the United States is doing is they're hiring people in Building 810. Those attorneys have, if you look at their their PowerPoint slide on their mission, they have several attorneys throughout the world, and what they're doing is they're hiring ORM, the people in the ORM, and these people in the ORM are nothing but um, uh, researchers. And what they do is they go out there and they direct people like Sell. When, uh, when you do a report against them, an EO report, uh-huh. they tell Sell go into our medical records, our beneficial beneficiary medical records, and she goes out there, whether it was on purpose or not, what Vonsell said on an affidavit, she said she went into our records on the 6th of April and she got all that information and she sent it to ORF. And when you ask, well, no. how do you mean there's a cabal? And I said, a cabal does not, or... They gave themselves away when they directed. And I told General Dunford, I said, sir, guess what? This is an NIST violation. This is national security. Somebody better do something. And then you had Chris French, who's the admiral. These are the top people in the United States military, Army, Navy, Marines, Air Force, Coast Guard. I told them, look, this is what's going on. I gave them a report. And then they said, well, Sue, I'm going to go to the IG. I said, no, you're not going to IG. You're going to fix the problem because, look, they're locking in fake claims in the safe server, which, which is held by DOD, which means that the DOD holds the contract. And I said, okay. you know, you can't just tell them anything. But I'm telling you this because what he's saying, it's all connected. And there is a pattern. What you do when you're a strategic planner is you look at the, the, you look at the patterns. And it's not just – and I have gone uh, to everybody to try to figure out what's going on. And you've got insiders that know what's going on. And my problem is when I brief them and I go to D.C., they tell me, Sue, well, that's what we do, or that's what they do. And it's not Okay. The problem is we don't know our rights. So throughout, with, so I figure what I need to do, what I can help is I have to expose it somehow because they won't let us in the media. I'm an ADA advocate, right. for A lot of people, yeah. and, and you know I had NBC yeah. coming to my house when I, and, and I'm just saying this. Um, I don't mean to be long-winded, but what he's saying just blew my mind, and when I realized yeah. that it was true. I, I I did what I needed to do. I went out and I told other people, and they're turning a blind eye. So, and yeah. here we are. He, he,
2: he, he, I can say this that wow. it, it happened kind of strange where um, she replied to me. I, I I saw her post. I don't know how she was talking about some whore worn toll or something. And I thought, wow, is that maybe is that real or how can she hold the judge accountable? So. The point was um, it accidentally ended up being the day Emmett Till was murdered, a black boy from Mississippi. So it was the same thing, the same uh, r- racial injustice of a child uh, uh, that enraged uh, this woman named Rosa Parks. So it a- actually a, a murder, uh, unethic- a racial uh, crime of a child, which is very identical to my son, uh, was caused the civil rights, it triggered the civil rights, and, and the, the walk on uh, Lincoln with uh, MLK. So it was the same day. So another one thing that we said, she said, well, this is an emergency. And I know uh, the Jeffrey Epstein, he filed an emergency. So I know the best way to help your son. So it ended up being, so we're going to file an emergency. Because, you know, thinking that we're going to get the same treatment as these girls uh, that were molested by Jeffrey Epstein, thinking that he's a disabled, he's, he's ADA, he's protected. Uh, the DC court, they gave a hearing in an hour, so she was uh, of course uh, expecting that this is the emergency situation. They're going to help your son. Don't worry, uh, I, I'm an ADA advocate. So we were thinking we're gonna we're, we're we're waiting for some kind of like help. It turned out to be just the opposite. So uh, going back to where I, I ended up. So. In 2012, from 2012, he was uh, deliberately under this human experimentation that was putting him under in, in pain and suffering, and his, his body was eating itself; it was cannibalizing himself, and he was put in this skeletal growth human experiments that are the same same as Joseph Mengele at, at Auschwitz camp. So oh, we did not know this till yeah, till doctor Matsuo had came. We he was an independent; we, we snuck him in. He did a medical examination. He says they're killing your son, they're starving him. This is deliberate. And then from there, he was going to help us, and we, he was going to even allow us to, to use his hospital until, within days, he could no longer answer our phone. He couldn't talk to us. He couldn't. But he was the one who first gave us the hint that they're deliberately starving your son to death, and they're they're deliberately deforming his bones. And his his shoulders were broken. His hips were dis, uh, dis- dislocated. And your son was basically oh my God. being abused, horrible. Yeah. So, uh, so every, everything.
1: Can it, I ask you, witness, Mr. Ryan? What was what was the purpose of all this? What what was it they were trying to do or find or whatever? What what was the purpose? Well, they
2: did it. They're doing they did this. It. They, they JCR Pharmaceuticals, along with the company. After, this is after they suffered plastic bags. They suffocated and violently strangled him when he was 11. Okay. They withheld medical treatment. So just that alone is worse than what they did to uh, Otto Bear, a Jewish boy who Trump rescued, okay, immediately. So, um, and, you know, the State Department will rescue a white kid. They won't rescue a uh, Hispanic disabled child. They'll let you die. So anyways, the point was uh, we found out that they were, the, the main drug that the JCR pharmaceuticals, uh, they sell is for short stature and severe rickets, in deformed bones, so they were doing these growth experiments, like uh, to understand the growth mechanisms and skeletal growth and deformation and, and brain brain development. Stopping to stop all of the, to basically to destroy, knowing that they're going to cause the early death. So it's murder, torture. It's, it's torture, deliberate pain and suffering. It's the very legal definition of torture. The DOJ knows it. Uh, they don't they, – they, you should say the DOJ with an asterisk or white Jewish children because uh, everybody else is not even human to these people. These people think uh, either they're some supremes, they're supremacists or extremists. I don't know what's wrong with these people, but it's the FBI and the State Department. They'll knowingly cover it up, lot, literally smirk. And so this is a deliberate murder. This is being done by the State Department. It's a murder case. The, please, if you, if you lighten it up and say – Oh, we didn't know that's a fraud. So, anyways, it wasn't until Sasai, Professor Sasai, who was one of the original professors we worked with, who we whistle blew on, contacted my wife and said okay. that actually what happened to your son is they were, when they were strangling and suffocating him, they were bringing him to near death and then putting long needles into his eyeballs and taking stuff out of his, his, his uh, brain. So, oh, my God. And then they God. were taking blood from him. Yeah, so they were torturing him, putting yeah. long needles in his eyes, up and through his nose, and they were just killing him. They were torturing him and bringing him to the death and taking his blood. And then she, he said it was JCR they were paying him, and also he's also mentioned hair, that he said that the whole smear campaign was being orchestrated by Riken, this one guy who's not even Japanese. His name is Sit. It was being orchestrated and funded by the government of the smear campaign with bloggers. So they were saying, oh, they're fraudulent family. Fake, you know, as, they're, as they're literally mutilating and torturing and doing human experiments with the full acquiescence of the State Department, who's being, who are being, whose ambassadors are being paid by the banks involved in the theft, national security claims. So, all right, so he calls my wife and he says this, it's so shocking to my wife, we're skeptical. No, maybe it's you know my wife doesn't want to believe it. She's no, she can't. This is not true. It can't be true. So uh, she's panicked because there's overwhelming evidence. It's it's substantiated by all the blood we saw through his eyes and nose many times. His brain death condition, everything. So it's like in the threats by the bureaucrats. So everything was substantiated, but my wife goes into denial. You know, you go. The first thing you want to do is believe in humanity. So. Number one, we don't want to believe it. We do everything we can to find evidence it's not true, but it ends up being true. And when by the end of two thousand fourteen it turns out to be one hundred and it, it's being it's done with honey, like she said earlier, my wife is very kindly to Professor as she's recording him, to 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 cite this and say, so She's meeting with him, and we're meeting we're getting all the evidence, but we're doing it through honey vision, you know, like, "Oh, we're going to help Jamie, OK, maybe it's true." But it ends up being that there's not only my son, but this hospital was doing s- similar experiments to, to another hundred children, from which we, we were told by the hospital director that none of them survived. And the reason that they were transferring my son to this hospital was to finish him off, because they have what you call a "do not resuscitate." policy and all of the children leave there in a hearse so and so of course we rejected being transferred to the hospital they were going to throw him in the street Um, so I made a video I I started panicking I I called everybody the State Department after after there was a murder attempt on me at night this was the second one the first one was brutal from which I was bedridden and thank God I won't go into details cuz I'm focused on my son here but um uh, so the same way they they killed Sasai they say Sasai if you read the media oh my god he was guilty minded he killed himself by hanging himself by waist low handrail okay so but they don't mention those details you know it's like oh, he did some bad things maybe so this is how they do it they you have no access to the media um, and, and I'm sure the people who tried to kill me, if they would have found me strangled to death, because there was no knife used or nothing, um, uh, they would have said, oh, my God, he lived a life of evil, and he killed himself, and, and they would have killed my son, uh, because that's how evil they are. They, they, they commit crimes. They enrich themselves, the diplomats, the scientists, everybody, the banks still, and then they enrich. It's like this uh, hyena group of parasites. Parasites is the best word. So thank God I survived. But what happened was from the beginning of 2015, I started going nuts because we knew they were going to kill my son. And we had warnings that they were del- he was under a human experiment to scale to, 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 to deform him, to mutilate him, and to end up killing him. So we, I made a video. You can see it. I look like a prisoner. Like, hello, this is Jane Giant. Please help us. And because the police are threatening us, the, embassy, the State Department, CIA doesn't like me, Nobody's going to help us. We know it. So everything is stolen from us. We have no access. Even our businesses, we're not allowed to... Be. It's just a horrible situation. It's like the blacks in Mississippi in the early 1800s, but it's being facilitated uh-huh. by the State Department. So anyway, so it's no different. The KKK Act means nothing to when you're, when you're in... the MB, means nothing to the State Department, okay? It's fake. So... Uh, I back this with evidence. I can do it in a jury and provide the evidence to show overwhelming. There's nothing they can do to to show that it, that that they're that they're upholding the law so the um after we find out there's a murder attempt, I escape and then we're doing pleading, we're fighting with the state department. Of course, the FBI is kind of absent, and we know that they're going to kill them. so I do a second video I'm trying we're doing our best to push, and then we're doing the honey part with the hospital. Please increase the calories. Please increase the calories. I'm at the hospital every day. He's, he's in intense pain and suffering. Those videos are online. Many of them have been removed, but still, some of them are online. And um, you can see it. You can look at him. Look at him. You can see his bones collapsing. It's all being done deliberately with the full knowledge of the State Department. They knowingly, willfully, maliciously refused. Let the human experiments finish. And the human experiments did not finish until 2016, when his bones were out of his body, his organs were collapsing, they were, he, he was completely eating himself alive, and he was in unprecedented pain and suffering. My wife is outside. She can't come in the hospital. She, he'll be murdered completely. This is under full – and, um, again, this, this is not a secret. And I, I swear under oath you know, in Japan, if you lie, if they catch you in a lie or anything, we'll be arrested. Right, So I can promise you this. None of, none of anything I'm saying is even can be even defamatory to a criminal. <laughs> so everything we have is evidence. So um, anyways, uh, then, the, so it ends up being that we're, we're in, uh, the, I don't want to go into some of the unbelievable stuff that happened in the 2015 and 2016, but I can tell you that the human experiment stopped towards the summer of 2016, his bones were all popped out of his body. You can look at them. Please put them, show them your audience. It's horrifying. It's worse than the Auschwitz. And it was done, I think, maybe, of course, with permission of the State Department, for a drug company that we're using. Now, this drug company, small drug company, is now being fully supported by the Japanese government, which is very, very rare, okay? They're, they get to manufacture the AstraZeneca, big drug companies, uh, uh, COVID-19 vaccine. The AstraZeneca is being manufactured by the same company that mutilated and maybe murdered 100 children. Wow. Hmm. So they're protected by the State Department. Most likely the FBI, the revolving door attorneys, will do everything they can to protect that company who tortured and put my son into human experimentation. Magically, obviously, probably you can see a pattern where there's a revolving door where they, after they put in their 20 years of public service, they can retire with their public pension, their public medical, and they go off into the law firm that's representing the the companies that are torturing American children in Japan. That's happening now. So uh, with uh, Eric Holder, so uh, his law firm. So uh, anyways, that's a fact. All right. So, Maybe that's the reason why there's no rule of law. Maybe that's why there's this deliberate effort not to investigate because people are being paid. We don't know. Maybe the shadow government is there to say, hey, there's more money in the cover-up. So perhaps that's the reason. But either way, it's going to end up being the murder of my son. So this is an emergency phone call. I'm asking for help. Everything's backed by evidence. Uh, We even tried to get it publicly listed on the D.C. court, on the dock. Uh, Amy Berman Jackson saying, uh, insulting Sue, is saying, you know, even though you're an advocate and you're, you're supposed to be on the front lines in helicopter in a fucking war to make sure the troops aren't torturing children there, that they, somehow she's not an expert. Uh, she's not qualified to even rescue an American who's abandoned by the State Department. There's some kind of like uh, semantic fraud going on where the interpretation is ominous uh, of course, I'm gonna let this child die and be tortured. Uh, help cover up the crime by showing that I have some crazy authority. I don't know where she gets it from. To make sure all of my pleas for help are not listed on the dock for the public to see. So that's where it becomes now malicious, malicious intent. Where she, maybe okay. she, I don't know what 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 the, the intention is. We, we, I don't know the motive. But I know the motive of the doctors who did my son for human experiment. They got paid. They now go to Harvard. The drug company now gets to manufacture Astrazeneca, so they're all rewarded. So they they know the growth mechanisms. They know how all of the bone can be deformed easily. They know how to turn it on on and off. We have multi multi billion dollar industry, the growth of the skeletal system. They're experts. Okay, wow, they're world renowned. They get to go to Harvard. Great. I know the motive. They're paid. They they and they stole the patents. It's an email, with a bureaucrat. Okay. So the state department FBI look at that and go, oh wow, you know, they they sit there and watch it all happen. They watch the pain and suffering, clearly uh they're knowingly willfully facilitating the murdering of my son. And they'll never investigate themselves. So you tell the state Ben Cardin's office who magically wrote the Magnitsky act for his Jewish friend Bill Bauer, okay? Uh, instantly, oh my god, he's a Russian accountant They abuse this guy Let's give him human rights Oh, this this boy that we know We have the evidence He's being tortured They have suffocated They have the confession on tape uh, What are we going to get at? I don't know what they're thinking in the background, Ben Cardin But you, you, here's the dangerous part Ben Cardin has many of uh, his, his constituents around him Many of them are disabled Many of them are minorities. Some of them are Hispanic, mixed like my son. So we know Ben Cardin will look at them as less than animal based upon his actions. Forget about his fancy speech. Ben Cardin is a racist. We can guarantee that. So uh, we can guarantee that all these people that view other children as less and their children as some kind of chosen people are, are, the, are the supremacists or the extremists. Anyways, I apologize for going on, but, but it's kind of a therapy because we're not allowed in the media. The, the, the Foreign correspondence Club here, the New York Times, Martin Flackner, Kevin Corlicky from the Reuters, they all know the crimes. They all speak Japanese. They all have the evidence. They're knowingly covering it up. And they use this scheme called plausible deniability, whatever the scheme is, where, oh, yes. I didn't know. I'm so sorry. And they have this scheme to get out of it. But either way, uh, they're knowingly allowing my son to die. And th- this is an emergency plea for you to go to the public. We're going to send this recording. Hopefully you'll dock it. Uh, I'm recording it so I can send it to the DOJ, to this Amy Berman Jackson. Yeah. So, no, uh, I'm going to make sure these people never have the ability, and, and all of, all of the, the disabled people, or maybe the Hispanic people, will eventually know the truth and will know their character and remove them from yeah. office remove Ben Cardin from office for racism, for covering up crimes, only, only helping certain Russian white people by knowingly allowing my son to be murdered. It's a murder case. So I know what they're going to say. No, a plastic bag strangulation is a new innovation. They're going to try to scheme that, and they'll do it through this scheme, this uh, semantic scheme, uh, or this, this fake court system in Japan where we're not allowed to present evidence. We're not allowed to ah. call witnesses. We're not allowed to do anything. We're not allowed in the media. We're not allowed help, assistance from the State Department. We go to many lawyers, we can't help you because you're fighting the government. So there's nothing we can do in Japan. We can't transfer my son out. The, the banks are colluding to steal the money. and enrich. It's a very interesting, interesting scheme because there's a magical kickback that goes to the diplomats. I don't know if this is okay. happening in other embassies. I don't know if it's just a scheme where the children are enriched or the diplomats' families are enriched, but I do know that's going on in Japan. And, and, and the problem is uh, the only thing that I saw happen was um, Ka- Caroline Kennedy was giving out these uh, Profile and Courage Awards. So I don't know if people want just Profile and Courage Awards instead of doing their job. I don't know, I have no idea. Now Ambassador Kennedy's going to, um, to Australia And you can know Uh if you just want to predict that if there's an American disabled child there that's being tortured and there's a chance for her son to make a million dollars, you have to think of the history of her history of Japan, what is more likely? Is that boy going to be murdered or is her son going to make money? So based upon Japan, there's a high probability the crime will be covered up with the help of the State Department, with the embassy in Australia, And her son will get rich. So this isn't just uh, Joe Biden's son. This isn't just Pelosi's son. This isn't just other children in other embassies enriching themselves to the embassy. This is murder. So and and you want to talk about Emmett Till, what is most shocking about this is that even though uh, she's having problems in this D.C. court, this Lieutenant Colonel Sue Spargo she has optimism I know they just like you know now I look back and I think God you know Sue you're, you're over optimistic you're too happy maybe you believe these people she's thinking I know they helped uh, they were they helped the girls from Jeffrey Epstein I, they'll help your child and I'm really is it true so it turns out her optimism was a delusion because not only did they not help, this was with the appeals court, but we got a letter back eventually after months knowing that my son was on, on life support from Amy Berman Jackson saying, somehow this on the ground, military, on helicopter, you know, person who's an advocate trained by the government. Is not qualified, in, and according to Amy and Berman Jackson, to 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 help my son. And uh, number two, I'm not going to put any of your court pleas for help on on the dock. So, so now it, it's so bad because it's like holy crap. So we lost months and with optimism. So now we're going. We have no access to any other public to, to this radio show. So. Please, if you let us dock mm-hmm. this in, we can send it to all members of Congress. As a matter of to, somebody has to be obligated to document the crimes. This is a criminal complaint, a plea for help. Uh, this is not just a radio interview. My, this is a felony right. murder case, a real time murder case. So uh, that's wow. a fact. so uh, and, okay. and, and please help. Okay. We will okay. sue. So,
1: um, we've we've got about ten minutes left here. Why don't you wrap this up for me? What can we do?
0: You know, um, just by you allowing us to speak about what's going on is worth everything in the world because we have been silenced by the courts from the district court to the court of appeals to the Supreme Court. We went all the way to the Supreme Court. And we wanted to get our voice heard because we know that the American people, if they knew what was going on, they would help. If the Japanese people, loving people, if they knew what was going on in Japan, they would help. But the problem is we have been shut down. I had NBC come over to my house at 11 o'clock because I was an ADA advocate for Jackie Smith who was murdered. And her kids said, right. hey, look, I can't speak, but get my advocate suit. And they came here, and I shared with them why I'm an ADA advocate, and they immediately cut me off. They, didn't even, they did <laughs> not show that. And so, right. um, so we know in the back of our minds that the public is owned by the rich. Oh, yeah. And I... Not just by I, – I I didn't reach out uh, to NBC. We also went to the Fox. We went to I did. the military. I reached out to all of them Yeah. And, and so when I say we spend thousands of dollars uh, because we are not allowed to take this information and use the communications or the electronic filing, Amy Berman Jackson uh, told us no about seven times. Because she doesn't uh-huh. want, and oh, by the way, we went down and. If you really do your research, you'll find that the electronic filing is owned uh, by the governors, the senators, the lawyers, the the judges. So everything, if you look at uh, what I learned, because I've also been working with Justice Anna, who was trying to tell me what's going on, and she says, look at the Clearfield Act or doctrine, and when you look at the Clearfield doctrine. You'll find that the courts have been or, or are corporate organizations since 2008. Yes, they're corporate organizations yes. that get money from the senators and so or ADA funds. And so my argument is: take away their ADA funds. Not only that, they're they're discriminating. Take away all their federal funds. And so, and I'm waiting for this to happen. I've also we have reached out and. and I'm just, when you said, hey, Sue, do you want to come on the air? I said, oh, my gosh, yes. So you don't know how grateful we are just to be heard because, like James said, this is therapy.
1: Yeah. Well, be sure and make recordings of this show because even though they're supposed to appear in archive, um, we've had shows that just mysteriously disappeared. So be sure you have this show downloaded so that you can use it and you have my permission to share it, you know, wherever you want to. Um, yes. I have oh, a Bob copyright on all the shows. Yes. But you you and have permission to share you. it. Yes. yes. Yeah. So what yeah. um, Millie, 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 I would
2: like you to 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 so th- this is um if you compare let, let's compare with the George Floyd case, okay? So you have uh, the evidence, the video evidence shows he, they kneeled on his neck, which is legal. It's the the less less, uh, but they did it with a cruel and inhuman intent. They say so, but um, and they oh. kneeled on his neck for about seven minutes. So uh, seven and a half minutes on video. Okay, so th- this, so if you compare Jimmy, they have, a, I have, we have a confession for about seven minutes. They strangled and suffocated my son. Mm-mm, the state department knows that. Jeez. So. So you, you, um, and then the human experiment follows it. But the point is, so this show is about trying to bring justice, racial injustice, uh, 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 discrimination, uh, but comparable. And then you can say this is uh, uh, actually more serious than George Floyd. It's actually a Magnitsky violation. Uh, Sergei Magnitsky, uh, they say they withheld medical treatment on him and they illegally targeted him, falsely accused him and put him in prison. And they made laws about this, the senators did, Senator Cardin and other ones. They collaborated, they used millions of dollars of American taxpayer money, uh, and they, they lied to them and said, we're going to do this for Americans. That's, that's false. But you can say, uh, this radio show that I own the rights to is a struggle for the same rights as Magnitsky. They withheld medical treatment. After they strangled and suffocated my son for about seven minutes, uh, they withheld medical treatment to frame me. So like Magnitsky, they withheld medical treatment and they inflicted, they deliberately inflicted him with brain death injury. So you can say, Jeez, my yeah, God. Uh, this radio show is about uh, a Magnitsky violation and it's comparable to racial injustice, and, cruel and inhuman treatment, that the, that the D.C. court is doing to Jimmy. It's like Derek Chauvin is now Amy Berman Jackson and Judge Moss and the DOJ. So they—they they are the cruel and inhuman monsters that are making sure my son has no human rights. They're—they're they're, they're in part, they are actually committing Magnitsky violation. Then you can say, oh, uh, maybe this is like um, Emmett Till, where he was a black boy who said hello to a white woman in Mississippi. Yes, I know who mutilied, Emmett Till is. Yeah, yeah. yeah he's they the,
1: mutilated the that the young man. Rights. Mutilated. It. Yeah. 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 Right. You know, and you spoke so earlier about about how they view other people is less in this racial injustice, inequality, uh, the people who think they're superior because of maybe their heritage, the color of their skin, whatever reason. I don't know how this gets into people. I honestly, and I've been you know, working with this stuff for the majority of my life, I don't know how in your mind you come to thinking based on these intangible things that – you are better than someone else and that it's okay to mistreat those you think are less because you decided you were yep. better. I, I think it, most recently uh, Netanyahu there in Israel, one question about actually kidnapping and shooting Palestinian children and using them from organ harvesting. He said, yeah, we do it. They're animals. And, I yeah, thought, and that's
2: <laughs> what they think of. This, yeah, but this is, this is our government. So, and yes yeah. you could say that Well that's Israel, that's is 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 our a, government. Go ahead. Oh my god, yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. So yeah. Th- this is not just the, the 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 Uyghurs of China, but it's American children. Because y- you are now Yeah. I'm a Hispanic American, right? But I have Irish descent and uh but so I'm about twenty percent, twenty five percent white. So but I'm American. So one of the most racial things they're doing now, let let me tell you the racist thing they're doing now. In our communities where we grow up, where the poor blacks, where the the Hispanics grew up, and the poor whites grew up, they're human trafficking people from other countries and giving them sanctuary, funding, everything. And what that does is it ruins all of the Hispanic Americans and the blacks and their white children's economic opportunity. I I feel yes. because I grew up where we, we if you're taking care of someone else and giving them sanctuary and then putting other children all of the and you're shipping their manufacturing to other countries. So now now all of those jobs are gone for those children. Then you're going to then you're going to give this too much human trafficking, whether illegal or illegal, most of it. That that is probably one of the worst things that these people are deciding on, because there's yeah. so many homeless people in Los Angeles, and and nobody's giving yes. them sanctuary.
1: No, Nobody fifty-nine thousand of
2: sanctuary. Yeah, but they're giving these. But they're people bringing the, You
1: you have to look back at the, the at the Damore under Stalin. Um, where he killed off damn near Ukraine, um, starved those people to death, 13 million of them, as I understood it, and brought in at the same time he was bringing in all these people from these four countries as a replacement population. And so, as soon as he killed off all the Ukrainians, he turned on the people mm-hmm. he brought in. That's what got him done. And, um, but I, I, I don't do, understand I all this. I just kind of... I've only got a minute and a half left in here. Um, I want to thank you for coming on and for telling your story. Sue, Robert, thank you for being here also. Uh, We're going to revisit this. They don't blow me off air. Uh, (laughs) They've tried. Believe me, they've tried.
2: Uh, this is a criminal complaint. This is a a real criminal complaint, life or death situation.
1: Yeah. Okay, I've got got to close here. They're going to. They're going to shut me off here. Um, i got to remind everyone these shows are brought to you in coordination with Marcel Reed and the Whistleblower Summit. We'll be starting our our panel on Wednesday at noon. I hope you can attend. It's on Zoom so you don't have to get up out of your chair. Anyway, um, thank you, everybody. Sue, I'll be in touch with you. We need to talk more about this. Mr. Ryan, I want to continue yeah. with you, too. Everybody have a good evening if you Stop can it. after okay. listening to this. And all of you area code two oh two access tonight, don't be such a weenie. Call in and say something uh-huh. if you got something to say. We'll talk to you all later. Good night, everybody.